0: And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Do you need help standing out, getting more clients and making more money with video? Well, I have the perfect guide for you. Even if you have no idea where to start and have never used video before, my Video Maven course will work for you. In today's market, it's nearly impossible to stand out and generate business unless you are seen. And this number one tool right now is video. To get my Video Maven course, just visit videomavencourse.com slash yes. That's videomavencourse.com slash yes. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. Today, I have got Phil Jaeger. He is with Jaeger CPA Review. He has his own podcast, and he's going to be giving you some awesome insight on marketing and everything else. So if you're ready to be fired up, sit back and be ready.
1: Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm fine, Krista. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on here. Well, thank I- you. I am really excited about being here. And I have to ask you, what is behind you on the screen?
0: It's foam. It's like foam. So we are in my podcast room right now. So it's foams so that way. You- oh, okay, okay.
1: For soundproofing. Yes, soundproofing, huh? Looks good. I like the colors. Good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I um, I started majoring in accounting, and uh, that's what I ended up being—an accountant. But I hated being an accountant. Um, I didn't really want to major in accounting, but I was given an ultimatum by my family that if I didn't stay in accounting, they wouldn't pay for my tuition. So, and I didn't like it because I thought it was very boring and it wasn't my personality. So anyway, I graduated with a degree in accounting. I went to school in Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island, because I'm originally from the New York, Long Island area. And I got out and we got married. Uh, I graduated, got married the following weekend, and then took a honeymoon, and then I went to work. And for the first five years, I worked for General Electric. I worked for public accounting firms. And what did I discover? It's still accounting. So, uh,
0: <laughs> you, know, you didn't like it. You, yeah, you, most accountants, they don't, their personalities are kind of like bookie. You're, you're not. You're more of a people person.
1: Oh, yeah, because, you know, they... The people that I worked under in public accounting, back then, they had to work for a CPA firm, all right, before they could take their last part of the exam. That's the way it was in New York. So they were really indentured servants. And all we would hear, I would hear is, you people are so lucky, you don't have to work in accounting, all right, to be able to take the exam. And there was a lot of that uh, jealousy, you know, these older people. We didn't have to go through it, so why why aren't you going through it? So yeah, I didn't do well with the people in accounting because I thought they were boring, all right? <laughs> and they all wore polyester suits. I hate polyester, all right. So that's what I remember. And then after five years, I said, what am I going to do? I don't like this. So my favorite courses at college were public speaking. I took four public speaking courses and I used to like to get up in front of people and give speeches. And I would make them humorous, because I actually did have a sense of humor. So I'd make them humorous. And but you know, I didn't see that as a future possibility, anything in the speaking area, talking. So what happened was I went for my MBA. You want to hear all of this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went for my MBA at a school called Fairleigh Dickinson University, New Jersey, and the chairman of the department said after you get your MBA, call me up and I'll give you a class to teach. Well, I said, sounds good. So I finished up and I started calling him every week. And I said, well, I'm interested in teaching a class. So he says, well, there aren't any classes available. And this went on for several, several weeks. And finally, he says to me, you know, you are such a, uh, there's expression, called a nudge. I don't know if you don't know what a nudge is. No, but I I out. <laughs> it's a New York term for a pest. He says, you know, you're such a pest, I'm gonna give you a class to teach. So I went in there and I really liked it. And they they said, gee, you know how to make accounting fun, which was hard to do. So I did it for a few times. And then I said, all right, maybe I'm gonna go teach at a college, applied to schools on the East Coast, ended up in Annapolis, Maryland, at a community college. And then I took my CPA exam after that. You know, I used to be a teacher too. I've got a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. I used to be a third
0: grade teacher. I love teaching. So I, 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 I hear, I hear you.
1: <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. I love teaching. I always did.
0: So you taught, you taught for a while. And now then you then uh, did a school where you actually taught accountants how to pass their, their accounting test, correct?
1: Correct. But well, while I was at the community college, I started a tax practice. All right. I started an accounting practice back then. There were no like advisory services you did, that type of thing. So it was either doing bookkeeping, accounting, write-up work, or tax returns. And I liked it because I made sure that I actually spoke to the clients. Mm. Uh, And that's what, you know, I have to talk to people. I like to talk to people. So um, anyway, I went into that. And then I started the review school in nineteen late 70s, 79. And we went from 13 students, all right, the next class was like 45 students, and eventually after about four years, we had three locations with 540 students.
0: So, I want everyone to get something from what he just said. So, we started with 13, and then it went to 45, and after three years, we had three locations. So, that it just shows you that things take time, right? Things take time to build up and you can't just start something and then give up because you didn't have, you know, you know, three locations immediately. And if if you're a local professional, I want you to hear that, that things do take time. So what do you attribute to your fast growing success?
1: I attribute it to the fact that, uh, well, I believe in talking, well, today, no one wants to talk on the phone, very few people. But even though back then people would just, communicate by letters, that type of thing, all right? I didn't like to just keep writing letters to people, all right, I would try that, but if I didn't get something, like we ended up with a big contract towards the end, Uh, there was a big, uh, I forgot what it was, it was the, uh, oh God, Arthur Anderson, I think it was, Uh, it was the Enron thing. And we had the contract to get all the students on the East Coast, all right, from Arthur Anderson, To take our course and the next day after that was announced all right this uh, Enron situation blew up and they basically used Arthur Anderson as an example set an example and say they did this they did that and they knocked them out of business wow so all I remember is they owed us like 25 to 30 thousand dollars and we, I called him up and I said, gee, can we get a check from you? You know, uh, I didn't want to act too pushy. So I said, yeah, no problem. We'll put that check in the mail to you. Well, as soon as I got the check, I ran to the bank and cashed it. Because two days later, they started closing up their offices. Wow. I'm surprised they even paid you. They did. They were very good on that. And a lot of the people went to Ernst & Young. Uh, they were they were picked up by other firms. But I always believe that uh, one thing you should do is call people, follow up. you got to follow up. People don't follow up today at all, all right? They just figure. They'll send an email. And if they don't hear from the person, they'll send another email. And I believe this. Pick up the damn phone and call people, all right? The well, worst thing from is...
0: The study from Harvard says it takes 12 12- touches 12 times to contact people before they um, calls, before they actually will answer. And the average person stops at like 1.5, you know, on average. So super, super important to follow up. And especially if you're following up and other people aren't, you're, you have more opportunity to actually get that client.
1: Right. And I did, you know, I was in a marketing major, but I learned with the different CPA firms who sent us students, all right, that I would drop by their offices Uh, at least once a year, take them to lunch. Uh, I remember during the Christmas holidays, I'd give them a Jaeger CPA review mug, okay, and fill it up with like chocolate candies, that type of thing. And the people knew me. You know, I feel like, wow, gee, I really know this guy, even though I probably didn't see them that often. But that's the whole thing. It's the squeaky wheel. I believe in that.
0: The squeaky wheel gets the grease. I I agree as well. Um, Awesome. Okay, so... Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So why is it called Jaeger CPA Review and more?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I said to myself, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. How much can you talk about CPA review? So I decided that I'll have also a segment that says more, more means that I interview people in all different areas, whether you're interviewing me on Thursday. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am. And by the way, we appreciate that. All right. We heard it's very hard to get a booking with you. Ah, uh, thank you. You're you're we
0: appreciate you as well for, for you being on mine. So
1: So anyway, um, the more was the fact that there's so many different areas today. You don't have to just go and do someone's books anymore. All right. You can go into financial planning. You can go into forensic accounting. All right. There's so many areas that once you take the CPA and you pass that, all right you can then go and specialize in an area. And a lot of the areas, if you don't like sitting at a desk all day, you will have constant contact. I've had a lot of guests on that do, uh, you know, different areas, advisory services, and excuse me, uh, you know, they create programs, tax programs, and very impressive, the young people are out there who are doing all of this. They're real entrepreneurs and, I learn a lot from talking to them. And, uh, you know, and we just have a good discussion because my podcast is sort of, you know, like spontaneous. There's no script.
0: Yes, like like you even today. I mean, you got on, we started right away and boom. There's, you don't know what questions I'm going to ask or there's no format. It's just having a conversation. So yours is the same.
1: So anyway, as a result of that, I'd say that probably about 60% of the podcasts are on other areas other than CPA review. And then CPA review is the other 40%. But there is no one who advocates for the CPA candidates taking the exam. The American Institute of CPAs, who is our professional association, their feeling is this. They're out there to protect the public. That's why they come down on these firms. If you don't give certain disclosures, that type of stuff, all right? They'll be all over the CPAs, all right? But I asked the head of examination in New York, I said, his name is Mike Decker. I said, Mike, who is there to advocate for the CPA candidate? He says, well, there isn't anybody. So when I started this podcast, I decided I was going to become the advocate for the CPA candidates, and I would do that by honestly, I know my competition, all right? I don't go there and intentionally knock them, but if they are making misrepresentations, which I know are false, I'm going to point it out to the students because the students are very impressionable, all right? And these other competitors are run by companies with tremendously deep pockets, all right? So they'll say anything they want, the people will believe it, and then I hear this, you know, I would have thought that they would have told me this instead of that. And I say, it's a business, you know? They're out to to make money. They're not out there to say, oh, we're gonna be good boys and girls and tell everyone the truth. So I decided I'm gonna be the advocate, and that's what I've done.
0: So, what kinds of things do they, like, for example, would you say the things that people are told that might not be
1: the the truth? Well, one is that, you know, a lot of them say, well, we have a 93% pass rate, okay? also, if you need support, because the students, you know, they buy the course and it doesn't end there because they don't get the education that they get, they should get in a lot of the colleges. Because a lot of the co- people teaching at the college level today, all right, there's a separate accreditation called the American Assembly of Collegiate Schools of Business, all right, and they want to accredit the business schools. However, They don't care about the quality of the teaching. All they care about is research. So a certain number of people have to do research and also they have to have a certain number of PhDs. Now, you don't need to be an accounting major to get a PhD in accounting. All you need to do is write your dissertation on something in accounting. And interestingly enough, these people don't have the courses to sit for the CPA. So we got people talking about the CPA exam. Um, Also, all right, a lot of them haven't had the courses. They can't even qualify for the CPA exam. And that really is not a good idea. The the AACSB, American Assembly, their big thing is, all right, accounting professors doing research. Now, I'm not looking for the COVID uh, cure, okay, in accounting. All right. So the question is, what research should I do? Well, I went through all that. I wrote some articles on marketing of accounting practices, that type of thing. And I got turned down by tenure, by the tenure committee. And they said, you didn't write enough good articles that had enough charts and graphs. And I love the way they use the word. It wasn't enough empirical data. It wasn't worldly enough. All right. These students don't want to read those articles, you know, that are worldly. All right. They don't understand them. So I try to make it more from a practical standpoint, but that's not what it was. And I didn't get tenure where I taught.
0: Oh, wow. So you're. So you're, you're basically the advocate for, so that's crazy though. So that's so true. So many people, they, when you can't do then teach, right? So so many professionals will go into teaching something because they themselves weren't successful at it. And I always say, make sure whoever you're going to hire, you hire somebody based that they've done it and that they're not teaching just because they can't do it. (laughs) You want to, you want to hire a coach or trainer that's actually done it and can show you, you know, based upon them, them doing the real, the real world stuff. Okay, great. Okay. What else?
1: Uh, well, uh, through the, uh, podcast, I, I also decided now this time in life, I've turned 98. I'm not, I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> angry. But anyway, as I get older, I said, you know, uh, this profession has been good to me. It really has, especially a CPA review. And, you know, I've been able to send my kids to college, pay for it. I'm funding my grandchildren. I'm not just telling you this because I'm a nice guy, but you know, This is what I've done. And also, I decided to give back to charities. And my wife, five years ago, got Parkinson's. Oh. So I tried to raise money for the Michael J. Fox Parkinson's Foundation. And I'm not anybody like, uh, you know, a celebrity who will say, hey, uh, Phil Yeager, hey, please, my wife has Parkinson's. Please contribute to the Michael J. Fox. No. So anyway... I decided that what I would do is, you know, start contributing to a charity called Charity Buzz. I don't know if you ever heard of them or not. No. Well, you bid on an auction. In other words, it might say, all right, and I'll, I, this is one thing I won. I won a, uh, the right to go to, to the shark tank set, all right, and all the sharks, and we were there. We were there in uh, Culver City. It was Sony Studios, and we were there for three hours. And I got to talk to all of the sharks. You know, uh, uh, Mark Cuban and uh, you know Barbara Corcoran.
0: Does all the and money go for charity, Buzz? Does it actually go to the actual charities? All of it? it yeah, the
1: celebrity will pick a charity, and then oh. right, I bid on it. If I win the bid, it's a 5,000 charity buzz gets 20% of that. Oh, they, wow. They get a lot. Oh, it's a big business, big business. You know, I mean, I have met through this charity buzz thing. I, you know, I've met Barbara Corcoran separately. All right. Um, and she and I, I met her on short tank one-on-one. Okay. And then I said, you know, I would like to talk to you personally one day. And I said, I'm going to bid on an auction to talk to you. So, you know, I bid on it. And I it was 45 minutes to talk to her about marketing, real estate, what to do with the business. And anyway, I sort of headed off with her. And I told her the first time that I met her, I said, Barbara, I'm from Long Island, New York. And one of the first shopping centers they had was... Green Acres Shopping Center. So she says, oh, really? She says, I was involved with that. So I said, well, Barbara, if I ever meet you again, I'm just gonna say I'm the person you spoke to about Green Acres. (laughs) So maybe a year went by. I won the auction. We had a Skype call, because I didn't want to go into New York, and she didn't want to take the time away. So uh, anyway, she spent an hour and a half with me on the phone. Wow. Yeah. Giving me marketing ideas. That's awesome. And then I remember at the end, she says, you know, Phil, you are such a nice person. So I said, Barbara, and I love you too. And she says to me, you're full of, you know, and I, <laughs> I love Barbara Cochran. She really is. I haven't seen her since, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, I met, uh, I had lunch with, um, Robert Herjavec.
0: So that's really cool. So you go to charitybuzz.com. Man, they make a lot of money off of that. 20% commission. That's crazy.
1: But I've gotten to know some of these celebrities fairly well, especially the ones at the Today Show. Because I had breakfast with, I don't know if you know Willie Geist. Does that ring a bell? No. uh -uh. All right. right. I met, uh, what's the name? Uh, Joe. uh, He's on Morning Joe. I forgot his name. Uh, and also, uh, I met Hoda Copy five times. And, you know, these people, they may not know my name, but they know me when they see me. And they're such nice people. And I contribute to the different charities, whatever they are. And also, I get to meet these people and find out they are decent people. They really are very nice people. That's something I enjoy. All uh, right. And I think it's because I really wanted to be on the radio. You know, that's what I wanted to do. But it was very hard to get on the radio. I tried to send in audios of myself. And a couple of people said to me, you have too much of a New York accent. (laughs) So, you know, and I thought, actually, New York accent, we're the only ones who speak correctly. I mean, how many people say the word coffee? All right. Everyone else mispronounces it. All right. But we speak correctly. And... You know, so anyway I've, I've enjoyed that I met the Beach Boys and go so through that's all
0: that's awesome so then and the and the money
1: goes to the charity for Parkinson's disease that's the one that no you, no, 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 it's whatever charity they pick out. oh, whatever one they yeah pick. like uh, uh Barbara's was um oh God. oh, the friars Club, you know what the friars club is yes it's yeah, it's the club of all the entertainers, all right, so I contributed to the friars club, and oh. that was her charity so. It's been interesting. I, I've had a very lucky and uh, a good life, you know, and doing these things that I enjoy doing. And I can say this I wouldn't be able to enjoy these things unless I became a CPA, something that I never wanted to become in the first place. But it's opened doors for me, all right, that I never would have been able to go through had I not taken that CPA.
0: But I think a lot of the doors that are open are because you've actually opened them, right? So I mean, you're the one who's opened the doors. You're the one that took that, didn't just stop at, Hey, I don't like doing being a CPA and you took that and made something into it. So I think a lot of it has to do with you. And most of our, my listeners, they create, they create their own destiny, right? We all know we, we create our own destiny and you're, you've definitely done that. Okay. So let's talk marketing. Cause you know, I love marketing. Marketing is digital. Marketing is my specialty. Um, helping pro- professionals learn how to maximize their exposure by utilizing digital marketing, social media, and video. Um, what do you know about that?
1: Well, uh, you got to realize I'm from the old school, but, you know, uh, did I, do I like the new way? No, but a lot of, let me tell you how I market my, how, this is how I marketed the accounting program, the school, all right? I thought to myself, if I stand up there, all right, and I do a good job, and these people feel comfortable with me, all right, they're going to be the people who market for me, all right? So they were my marketing people. I never really had to um, go and find all new people every time because the people who took the course, they liked it. They liked me. All right. And they used to go out and say, hey you, want to, hey, you want to take a good course? A guy that's funny, make you laugh. All right. Hey, take Phil Yeager. He's really good. And in fact, at the end of a cycle, students would come up to me and they say, do you have comedy writers? And I would say, no, no, no. I don't, I, these are things that just pop into my head. All right. Now I've gotten more into the social, social marketing. And I hired this young lady. All right. I don't know if you spoke to Miranda or not, but Miranda, who arranges this thing. All right. She's gotten into the social media, you know, and LinkedIn is probably our number one because I write articles on LinkedIn, human interest stories about myself. And I am shocked. The first one I wrote Twelve thousand people looked at it. Wow, that's awesome! And I got to tell you, I am the worst writer in the world.
0: Well, so tell right? me more about the LinkedIn. So, t- so how does LinkedIn help you? What do you do? Explain. Go into LinkedIn.
1: Well, first of all, all right, on LinkedIn, uh, and I'm and she does a lot of it for me, but I was told, all right, it is catering to professionals, and. We can actually say, hey, you're not allowed to really heavily market on LinkedIn, all right? But what we do is we put in CPA candidates as a word, and we get a list of these people, all right? And then I'm writing these articles, and the people really enjoy the articles. They say, this guy is the real thing. You know, he's he's not BS. And I like to think of myself, as what you see is what you get. I'm not a phony. I don't put any airs on. And as a result of that, people are contacting me and they are asking me all about the review course. And they've been taking this course. And what can I do? Can I advise them? Now, I also do a webinar for free every Sunday for two hours. Sunday, huh? And, yeah. And I'll tell you why I do it. Um, when the, uh, we were going to charge a nominal fee for these two-hour webinars. Um, and cover important topics, but then the uh, the coronavirus came in, and I knew people were having it tough, so I decided, hey, you know, I really care about people. Um, I will do this for nothing. So every Sunday, I've been doing two hours, all right, of a CPA review topic, and I don't charge the students, because I know that a lot of them are hurting. Yeah. And they really, really appreciate this. And all I ever ask from anybody is say, just say, thank you. All right. You don't owe me anything. And, you know, we now average on a Sunday. All right. Roughly about 100 people listening. Wow. Every Sunday. That's crazy. I know.
0: <laughs> you, um. Phil are just a good man. I can tell you have got a really, really big heart and you care about people. And that's, that's, I think well, that's very kind of you, one of I the most it. important things I, that's, I just wanted to commend you. I, um, I like people too, and it's nice to find, to meet someone that likes people. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, you can tell that you really, really do care. Okay. So, so marketing, so you so go back into LinkedIn. So just by writing the articles, people are actually learning I about write you and reading articles and you just post them on then, your regular oh, LinkedIn page.
1: My followers have increased tremendously. And even though uh, these people, they haven't really spoken to me one-on-one, all right? They seem to be able to tell that, you know, this guy, as I said, he's a decent guy. You know, he really wants to help the students. And, you know, I, I do, and I bring in also, I use the LinkedIn information, all right? And we put in, you know, I talk about the webinar, and what my mission is to get these people to watch the webinars. And my mission is really this, all right? Not everyone can afford CPA review courses. So we have brought our price down below anybody's course, you know, like everyone else charges two, $3,000, all right? I'm charging $899 for the whole course.
0: What is the, CPA, yeah. what is the CPA review course? Like What is that? what is that CPA review? It's for the exam.
1: Yeah, that's all four parts, all right? You get to talk with me if you have questions, all right? I give you my phone number. You can reach me seven days a week.
0: You need to have a life, Phil. <laughs>
1: uh, I do. I, I'm going out after You have to have boundaries. This. What? You have to have boundaries. Uh, that's what my wife says, but you know what? All right. Hey, you, people say, you look pretty young for your, you know, because I always tell them, you know, I say, well, I graduated this year. And it's this year. And then they start saying, God, how old is that guy? How so, old are you? Well, I'm 75 this year. Oh, 75. You look great. Thank you. You too, I got awesome. a lot of energy.
0: I'm going to be 49
1: this year. Oh, <laughs> gee. Well, you don't look it. You, look, you know what? It's a number. Yes, it totally is. Thank God for Botox.
0: (laughs) And everything else, right? Well, great. Well, it has been so nice talking to you, Phil. I always end every podcast by asking one question. And that is, what advice would you give people, whether it be business or person, um, you know, about their life, anything, mindset, if you could give them one tip, one tool, one trick of the trade, what would it be?
1: I tell them that if it is studying for the CPA exam, for example, or anything in life, all right? It's not all gonna come easy. And you can go the easy route. The easy route is to say, this is too much trouble, I'm not gonna do it. But what I stress to the students is, you should never give up, all right? If something is difficult, it has some value to it, all right? Don't give up. Because the first time I took the exam, I didn't pass it. And I remember, all right, I was ready to give up. Okay. I'm and, sorry you for did. The
0: and look at all the opportunities that you yeah. Got.
1: But this is what happened: the day the grades came, they came through the mail. All right, it was in February, and it was snowing—a very de- boring, you know, very dull day, depressing. So I remember I got the grades, and I spoke to one of these uh, fellows I was teaching with, and I said to him, uh, Alden, I said, I'm going to give up. You know, I just I don't need this. It blows your ego. So he says, Phil. Hear my words. So I said, what is it? He says, don't give up. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. Now, unfortunately, Alden passed away with cancer. But he was such a, oh, oh, God, too young. But I will never forget what he told me. And I carry those words with me when I talk to people. It's very important. Never give up. Anything that's hard, all right, is worth a lot of value. If it doesn't have any value, it's going to just be easy and everyone can get it, you know, so that's my words, it's my so
0: pearls true. of wisdom. It's so true, I, I, when I was a teacher, it took me five times to pass my multiple subject assessment test, five times, I'm, I'm a slow learner, I have a learning disability, and I'll tell you at that, um, me being a teacher is what is the catalyst of me coaching, right, if I wasn't a teacher, I don't think I'd be a coach right now, so, uh, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't ever regret, being a being a teacher it was one of the best times of my life and now i get to do it again so it actually works out well but yes i totally agree fight 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 so phil thank you so much to find out more about him you can go to um uh the american institute of cpa and more his podcast that he, that he has going on if you are wanting to get to become a cpa
1: you can learn more about his courses what's the name of your courses called it's called jaeger everyone always messes it up it's y-a-e the a's before the e Y A E G's and George, G.R, Jaeger CPA Review dot com. And
0: now you know where to find him. Phil, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And as always, everyone, you got some great nuggets here today. But if you don't start implementing, your life will not change. And I hope you're just as fired up as I am. And I really appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me.
1: President, and as always, it's a pleasure to meet you. You're a terrific person.
0: Ah, oh, thank you, Phil. Everyone, say bye. We appreciate it. Hey there, I have a brand new podcast called Fired Up with Krista Mayshore, where I bring my high energy right to your ears. This podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. So do me a favor, go subscribe and leave a review. All this information is free and I cannot teach you everything I know. Thanks so much for watching my video. You can learn more about how to be a successful real estate professional by watching other videos that I have. And be sure to subscribe to my channel. And as always, make it a great home selling and buying day. I've been dominating my local market for over 19 years, and I wanna teach you how to do it. My ultimate digital marketing playbook takes the guesswork out of digital marketing. It'll maximize your profits and help you become the authority in your profession or business, even in a bad economy. I am so committed to helping you at this. This offers over $2,000 worth of bonuses all for free. This playbook will give you all the tools and information that you need to step up your digital marketing. To get your free copy, just go to kristamayshore.com slash ultimate playbook. That's kristamayshore.com slash ultimate playbook.